Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to Saints Radio. I'm sorry I'm a couple minutes late here. I hope it didn't cause any of you to be emotionally challenged, thinking something was wrong. I've just been sitting up here in the booth, writing down some things that I felt the Lord was saying, and I, just to be very honest with you, I lost track of time. Maybe that's part of getting older. Maybe it's just being in um, um, a walk that we've, we're learning to cherish more and more so, learning to cherish those moments when God is speaking. You know, you can take for granted those times while you still honor the Lord in them. But I, I do recognize that in this day we're living in, where there's so much evil speak, um, I believe God has prepared a table before us in the presence of those enemies, and we just need to be aware of the times that he's passing the potatoes to us at that table. <laughs> we can look so much at... Uh, at the, the machinations of the enemy around us in that valley that we we may not really be paying attention to what what's on the table itself. So um, anyway, it's great to be with you again, and I pray that all is well with you and your household. I am here in the booth um, again alone. Well, the Lord's here. and We're never alone. Monica is still recovering, and thank God um, she is recovering. And we hope to have her back on the, the chit-chat line soon, because uh, I know some of you uh, tune in just for the chit-chat. And uh, it's hard for me to chit-chat while I'm all by myself. Uh, a lot of things to talk about today, um, but let's begin by giving a couple of announcements. First of all, uh, our seminar is coming very soon. And it is going to be a virtual extravaganza. The topic uh, for the seminar is the prophet. And I have been having lots of fun as I have been putting together a stream of teachings that are based upon things that we have learned over the years. Uh, some of the things God's showing are a synergy of those teachings. Others are taking that lens, that prism of what God has revealed, and shining a light through that upon things that are happening around us. There are assessments concerning the days we're living in, what, what the enemy is trying to establish in order that um, 
or what he perceives his agenda might be in the way of fulfilling it. And we contrast that with the true light of what God's Word speaks about that is coming in the time of the end. And, and as I've done this, it's just been, a, I don't want to say consuming, because that can mean so many things. It has been an encompassing study. I mean, it's, it's I know in the, in the years gone by, we've always had a theme, and I speak a large percentage of the times, and with that theme, you know, we, we address this thing that God's been saying and this thing that God's been saying, and they usually work together. But this is the first time we've really been directed to consider uh, a topic that in itself encompasses eight or nine different aspects of the same topic. I, I do believe that this is going to provide in some ways a, a template, as it were, for what God has asked us to do as far as uh, presenting themes in pods to help people to be inoculated and to grow quickly on a from going from square one into a point of depth using teachings and understandings that God has given us over the years and to bring them all together and to uh, be able to address certain themes and aspects of our walk as saints. I think that God's going to use this, at least from what I will be contributing, as something that will be a first fruits of, of what He's wanting to do in a number of other of uh, a number of other topics. So the point is that um, we invite you to make your plans now to wherever you are to join online with us. It's uh, March seventeenth through the twentieth. Uh, I I know that info will be coming to you in the next couple of weeks as to times of the meetings and whatever, but you pretty much know what the pattern is. You've got the dates. Make uh, make whatever plans the Lord would lay on your heart in order for you to be available for the receiving of what God's going to be delivering to the saints. And I, I'm just very grateful for that. It has been interesting, though, to hear what the Spirit is saying from His Word and to see what's happening in the natural, in real time, on a, nat on a, um, a national and international scale. It's, in it's incredible to me. You know, just on, on one theme alone, one, one aspect alone, how the enemy is trying to prepare for the, uh, for the eventual 
unveiling of the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the beast. And you see how things that we have warned about in the progressive movement and churches um, from the idea of deconstructing and removing teachings of the past and in embracing things that are, in my opinion, m- many of them unscriptural, but for them that's okay because they've debunked the scripture anyway. And you see the same types of strategies now being promulgated by media and by people on a political scale where they're saying they don't use deconstruct, which is a, a psychological term. They use deprogram and reprogram, which are also philosophical terms. And you, you see this same strategy, you know, let's eliminate what you know, let's question what you have known, let's do away with history, let's rewrite it, and let's make you feel bad about what actually happened so that you're willing to throw the baby and the bathwater and the tub all out and you just accept this new thing. And if you don't, that just proves how awful you were and are. And some of you, you're irredeemable because it's just in you that you are wicked. Listen, you think this is bad? What the enemy has in his plan for the, I don't know when it's going to really blossom. We're seeing the beginning of it. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, a, a not just a delineation, but a, a full bore onset of this thing, and and so it's making the people of the world ready for it. And and I don't know. It's 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 it really is. It's an interesting time to be in. I dare say I don't like it even though I know God chose for us to be here and to be his voice in it. These past couple of days have been a, a warfare for me in the very deepest levels of who I am. And I, I know that something is stirring in the enemy camp. There's something about to be done, whether we'll know it, out in front of everybody or not. I mean, there's so many decisions being made that are by the stroke of the pen, and we don't really, we're not really being told what all is being executived. Oh, here's this thing. It's just going to do this. I'm going to sign it. Oh, here's this thing. It's going to do this. I'm going to sign it. But, but not just executive orders, but things that are happening in back rooms of leadership and and not just in the governmental level there are things that are happening that uh and I'm not saying conspirative conspiratist theories I'm saying in the spirit realm that <laughs> my spidey senses are tingling and I I don't I don't like it and I'm praying and I know you are too 
but it's it's a good thing for us to be in uh, in agreement and to focus during this year of prophecy on what God has laid before us for this seminar called the prophet. So let's be in prayer, let's be ready, and let's um, let's be let's be saints. <laughs> Part of the things that I've been doing in preparing for this gathering is um, is of course calling teachings that we've done in the past and bringing them together, delving into new studies in the Word. I'm trying very carefully not to teach on any of it now. But I've also been reading some materials from, and I plead the blood and I pray before I do this, but I feel like I have to, if I'm going to talk about it, I have to know what's really being said, not just to hear what somebody else has said about what's been said. Does that make sense? I've been reading a couple of books that people who ought to know better have embraced hook, line, and sinker and are, are just teaching from and quoting them almost like they are the book of, like, like they're the fifth gospel. And as I'm reading these things, I'm just stunned at how the enemy, through smooth talk and um, very compelling philosophical arguments, injects anti-scriptural things, leading toward a viewpoint that is truly anti-Christ. I'm stunned by it. We, you know, when we first started teaching about the Antichrist, and we compared it to Belial, which is very easy to do in the Scripture. We, we saw things like what were written in the epistles about how the Antichrist, there are many of them, they come out from among you, you know, separate from them. Man, are we seeing that now. The very elect being deceived now. And they're not some other vagabond people from some other place. We're seeing it, and it is alarming. And I, I have to, I'll read a few chapters and I'll do something that I don't do to my books. Some of you do this, but I don't. I don't mark up my books. I just don't. But this book, I'm marking the, I almost said something, I'm marking it, I'm marking it all up. And I'm writing notes uh, in it. And I, I just, I'm amazed at how the enemy is playing his hand right now. And I, I know that we as saints need to not be discouraged. We don't need to be deceived, but we need to be aware so that we can give a ready response I'm just stunned, to say the least. 
But I don't know why, because we've read the scriptures that said this was coming and that before that day of the Lord, there'd be a falling away. It's just difficult to be at that point where we see it happening. And we pray, Lord, don't let us be those. You know, warnings in the scripture about if brothers are overtaken with a fault, you which are pneumaticos restore such in one in, in meekness, being aware of yourself that you don't fall too. How could that be? I mean, if you see somebody, let's just say this, let's you see somebody fall out of a tree and you go over there to restore, and a word for restore is to come around like a cast and bring it back into alignment and fix it. Why would you even think about, well, man, I wonder how they fell out of that tree. I guess I better climb up and see. Why would you even think that? That doesn't make even any sense. But there's something toxic about the very topic. There's something wicked which is so poisonous. You know, it's kind of like when we were we were admonished by the Lord, don't touch them, don't sit in the seat of this corner. We'd warn people, look, if somebody's bought into this stuff, don't get around them because it it will if affect you and people wouldn't listen and they'd go off and get it. Well, in a restoration aspect, there is something so vile about what the enemy is doing that you have to, you have to, if you're going to pluck somebody out of the fire, you have to do it with fear and trembling and consider yourself. I'm praying about that. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what what manner of wickedness has really been poured out into this world right now. You say, "Well, isn't all evil evil? Isn't isn't uh, sin sin?" Well, yeah. It is. Isn't our enemy still our enemy? Yes. But we have to also remember that our enemy has limited capacity. He doesn't have an endless stream like our God does. What he has, he, he manages. And with that, he has reserved certain things, first of all, by his own device, but secondly, because God has limited what he can do. You know, the scripture speaks about that which, which um, has held it back will be taken out of the way. And we've often said, well, that's the church, brother. We're going to be raptured away. Well, what we don't realize is that when the church, whenever that is, is raptured, is God going to leave the planet? Is the Holy Spirit going to leave the planet? And who's been really the one that's been holding back, us or God? You think you're holding back the enemy? <laughs> well, but I know it's kind of like what um, Hitler did when um, everybody thought he was beaten. But yet he had somehow put together uh, 
frontline group of of state-of-the-art tanks to bust through in the Battle of the Bulge. And he had reserved these crack troops to to strike a blow. Where did that come from? We, The Allies had bombed the bejeebers out of them. And we had convinced ourselves that there was nothing to come. What what about the, you know, the secret weaponry that was being developed, the, the, the heightened measure of the rockets that when the Nazis finally fell, we and the Russians made a mad scramble to get as many of those scientists and the plans that then mobilized into the space race and to uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles. How was that all happening? And even the craziness of the, the empire of the sun with their, their ideas of the kamikaze and the, the, the way that they were mobilized to resist to the, to the last breath. And so many revisionist people say, oh, you know, Truman in the United States, how awful they were to unleash the nuclear weapons that we did to end that war. Well, there's two things about it. Um, number one, there would have been hundreds and hundreds of thousands of American allied lives and Japanese lives that would have been destroyed had that war not ended. You think about Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and you think, yeah, there were hundreds of thousands who died then, but what would have happened had that not occurred? And, you know, you think about that. We, we kind of gasp in awe. What happened with the fire bombings in Europe? What happened for the fire bombings in Tokyo? How many hundreds of thousands of lives died just by the, um, the, the, the types of conventional bombs that we were releasing? You see, my point is there are things that are being unleashed right now in the world partly because God is allowing it, and partly because the enemy has been planning for this, because he still thinks he's going to win. And we're sensing some of them. I'm not trying to be an alarmist, but what I am saying is we as saints need to really seek times of prayer and waiting on God. First of all, because we love him. We don't want to leave our first agape. Because that's the only thing that's going to carry us through. It's not by might or by power. It's not by uh, insights and understanding. Ephesus had them that in abundance. But it's, it's by the agape, which is the greatest gift. So we have to secure that. And then we need to listen to what God is saying to learn. And we need to be willing to assess and obey all of those things are happening or being offered to us and our necessities now. I, I just pray for our saints. I pray for my church. I pray for me. This is a, this is a very demanding moment. But it's a great moment 
and God is with us and we need to we need to press in and not not be weary and well doing to the point where we succumb to the enemy strategy of wearing out the saints I mean I I feel I feel that strategy don't you I I do I'm not ashamed to admit it but God is greater and we need to keep pressing on we need to pray we need to spend time with him we need to apply the giftings that he's given which are clearly mentioned in the word and we need need to do it as a regimen of love and i i pray for the saints you know, I see good things happening. I, I'm so grateful for the things God is wanting to develop in South America. I, I know God's developing some new strategies that will be implemented for Europe and then subsequently for the French-speaking nations in other parts of the world. I'm grateful for that. I, I know you are. But I, I pray that God will help us and that God will keep us from false doctrine and doctrines of devils, that, that God will let us move into the deeper things that he has reserved. I, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And one, one nice thing that I've seen is that the the messages that God at, at least has been leading me to have been more of assessments of where we are and how where we are is setting the stage for a great breakthrough. Even what we shared this past Sunday about Peter's words in 1st Peter 5 where there is a due season coming a kairos breakthrough we we must we must wait on the lord and and humble ourselves under the mighty hand you know it was sharing yesterday on the the French message of the week about how that mighty hand, the Kratos hand of God is almost like a contradictory expression when we look at it from the natural viewpoint. Because it's kind of like when Moses was covered by the hand of God in the cleft of the rock, God was right there. God's presence was right there. And Moses said, let me see your glory. We hear a lot of people sing, show us your glory, which God said, no, I'm not going to do that. But we, yet we sing it anyway. We don't read the rest of it. It sounds really goosebumply, but we don't read the rest of it. Um, but Moses is there and God says, you're not going to see my glory 
you're going to be able to view it at, at the end as I pass by. But what we don't often speak about is as the glory is there, and the glory is God revealing something that he's doing, that he wants to do that's not been done according to his timetable. <coughs> Excuse me. And he's allowing you to partner with him in it. But where you are is you're, you're sheltered in the cleft of a rock. You're, you're not able to see all that he's doing as he's doing it, and his hand of partnership is covering you. That's where we are right now. God is nearer to us in that, even though we don't know everything that's going on, and we, we don't have the opportunity to counsel God as to what he really should be doing. Uh this is, this is where we are, and God is right with us. His hand is upon us, his hand of partnership. The overall plan of God from his throne, the Kratos power, is being manifested all around us. And we don't know what all is going on, and that troubles some of us. But we need to trust the hand that's covering us in the cleft where he has established and planted us. And at, in due time, in that Kairos moment, we'll be able to look and we'll see this is what God has been doing. Look what the Lord has done. And we will be able to say, thank you, Lord. That's such a wonderful picture. It's such a wonderful thing. And we're living that right now. And then he goes on that verse that we've quoted many times over the past year. The God of all grace, after we've suffered a little while. Yeah. What a thing, huh? What what a thing. But that that's where we are. And um while we're there in the cleft of the rock, this place where God has caused you to be sequestered, quarantined, as it were, you need to embrace the the pricks that God has put you by. You know, instead of the Apostle Paul kicking against them, why don't we just sidle up to it? It's God that's put it there. And he's saying, just wait here a minute. Just wait. Humble yourself under the mighty hand. And um, in due season, God's going to lift. He's just going to open his hand so that you can see what he's been doing. What a thing. I, I'm, I'm grateful for that, even though I admit I'd like to know a whole lot more about what's going on. Human beings are that way. We need to channel that into a a pursuit of the depth of God. See, we can see and know more of him during these moments when his hand is covering us and that's all. We, we can kiss the hand, which is what proscuneo is. We can be on our face in humility as his glory is passing by. And we can see what um, what God is what God is doing 
if we let him show us. And um, I know that this is, this is a great, great thing. Now, I want to tell you something that's happened in real time. I have been dive-bombed by the first ladybug of the year. Just came right down onto my, um, onto my shoulder. Now it's on the, it's on the, the booth here. Um, I, it's just, it's an ongoing thing. These, these ladybugs, they, they somehow emerge here in our sanctuary. And, um, I, I'm just so, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it because it's been, it's been cold. It's been cold. Uh, here in Dallas, I, I I don't know. Maybe Jerry and Teresa can tell us about the ladybugs. Um. Anyway. Well, I um. As I said, I'm looking forward to what God is is doing, and uh, to learning more of Him, and to walking this pathway with with all of you. God is good. God is really, really good. This coming Sunday, we here at the Father's Church are going to have a Peretz prayer time leading into our morning service. I don't know if we've done this before at that time. I don't remember it, but... Uh, I know that this is what God wants, and by Peretz prayer, that's the word that is used in the Scripture to describe what we do when we stand in the gap, which is what the Gentile church is supposed to be doing. God searches for somebody to do that, and as we pray in this way, we give thanks to God for the way he's provided and kept us, but we also humble ourselves and ask him to cause us to discover that supply that we need in order to keep functioning in the gap where he has called us to stand. And so we're doing that on Sunday morning, and if any of you would like to join us in that pursuit, you are welcome to do that. It's up to you. I'm somewhat excited about it that God would drop this into our into our calendar for this time frame I I know that God is with us and I I know that he's with you you know I I know that a lot of our folks are connecting with many of you throughout the week. I'm very grateful for this bond that God has given us. Um, I've had a lot of discussions like this past week. Yesterday, I was able to speak with Luke and Sylvie, and they had some ideas for things that, um, that could be done there to help strengthen the saints. And we're prayerfully considering how to do that. I know that we have um, 
the the Brazilian third semester of our School for Leaders that is going to be initiated in the first part of February. Um, That's exciting. I, I pray that God will continue to lead us in helping to build the army of the saints in that beautiful country and then subsequently for South America as a whole. Yeah, I'm, I'm believing that there's going to be great breakthrough for Mexico. Yawali has been so gracious to labor so diligently on behalf of the work of the saints for countries that are not his own. And I'm praying that for the Spanish-speaking world, this will be a year of great, great expansion. And, um, of course, if the current administration has its way, a good portion of Central America will be right up here with us soon. So maybe that's what God's doing. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe Iwali can pass out the Saints Network information to them as they pass through his country. Um, Oh, my goodness. I... You know, here's something that I have been doing recently. I've been, for instance, God's been touching on the voice, thunders, lightnings, earthquake principles, the principle of four, which we've taught about. And, and you know, he talked to us about the, the wells of Isaac, and we laid that out because it's a fourfold progression. We saw a fourfold progression in what Peter said, that, after this process, under the mighty hand of God, and in due time, God bringing forth a kairos moment, and, and then four things will happen. And I've been laying these out uh, in, in sequence, and it really is a, a wonderful piece of deep meaning that God is, is giving. I'm, I'm so grateful for the word i i think that we're just the depth of the wells that god has given us with joy that anticipation of fulfilling the will of god we draw water from them and part of the days of noah is not just the rains but it's also the fountains of the deep being broken open. And we are, we are able to access those deep wells. I, I'm, just, I'm just stunned by what God is doing. So we need to focus on him. You know, and here's another thing. Over the past year, I know that there are a lot of believers who sincerely love the country. It's not that they're hating anybody, but they love our country. Have fought and prayed for political solutions. And we've seen as that any amount of our own desires to see things happen happened in a, the result was things happened in a different way than what a lot of people were believing for. 
And if that's shown us anything, I think first of all is that somehow God used our prayers in a way that maybe many of you were not anticipating. Our assessments of what we were praying in the in in tongues were really perhaps what's a good word? Colored by our own desires maybe God's doing something in a different way than what we thought but if it's shown us anything it shows us that God's ways are not man's ways and that he doesn't need a counselor and that the things that God is doing are beyond our our human ability to really predict. And so we don't need to allow discouragement or confusion or the feeling that somehow God uh, didn't hear or maybe we didn't hear him properly and if we had just declared better or decreed better it would have been a different outcome or a, a, a and then it can be said on both sides. Sides, of course, I don't know that it's just two sides of the political aisle anymore. I think there are really four or five aisles. There's the traditional Democrats, the traditional Republicans. There are the their patriots. There are people that are progressive, the liberals. I don't know where they are. Um, I I don't know where they are because. They're sure not saying anything about things that used to light them up. Freedom of speech, big tech, you know, big brother. Liberals, libertarians used to be all over that. I don't know where they are now. I think they're hiding in the bunker waiting for the smoke to clear. And then you have people that are just, they're just village idiots that just kind of hang around. And by that, I am not saying conservatives or people who shop at Walmart. I mean just people that are just here in the country and they don't have an opinion on anything. And I'm not saying the homeless. Don't read anything into this. Right, so both sides of the aisle really doesn't cut it anymore. And in a, the, the heart of all of it is that the enemy has a cabal of people that are really and they have an agenda, and they're trying to use these things for their own ends. I think that's very real. And I'm not speaking trilateral commission. I'm not speaking the you know, various cabals of this and that. But I do know that the Council of Seven has people mobilized. What manner of people should the saints be with this understanding? I think we need to be going after the depths of our Father and spending time at the throne and recognizing that's the only thing that's going to matter. And that's a good thing. Use, use the influences that are around us to press in deeper to God. And He is so good. <laughs> Well, I 
We encourage you to tune in tomorrow for Wednesday Night Live. I have an idea what God's wanting me to share about, and it won't be this. I, I pray that God's blessing will be upon you in unparalleled ways, that the blood of Jesus is still covering you, protecting you, inspiring you, invigorating you. And I, I pray that we will be so sensitive to the Spirit that we'll hear what God is really speaking to his ecclesia right now. And um, there are influences that are being released in the spirit realm. Strife has welcomed every evil work in a way beyond anything this world has known. Uh, it, on the strifeometer, I'm not sure that there's ever been a time where across the world there has been so much strife. I mean, strife on every level. And it's welcomed. It's set an atmosphere for evil work, if we believe what the Scripture says, and we do. And so recognize that when darkness is upon the earth and gross darkness, the people, when the God of this world is blinding the minds of those who would see the glorious gospel and walk in the light of Christ. When all that's happening, let God's light shine upon us and through us. And that, that is our treasure. That's our blessing. So focus on that wonderful feast that God has given you while you're there in the cleft under his wonderful hand. And I'm done. That's another miracle. You know, when a preacher recognizes he doesn't have anything else to say and so he just is quiet, that's a miracle. I didn't even say in closing at all. Me and the ladybug are right here. Maybe the ladybug knew Monica wouldn't be here. And so here's the ladybug. This ladybug sits on my mouse pad here and every now and then it'll walk around in a circle. So far it's walked in two clockwise circles and it keeps coming back to this place on the mouse pad and it just sits there it's facing me how great i don't know where it'll be tomorrow i'll be watching for it and i hope you do tune in at some point to hear wednesday night live really thankful to be able to partner with all of you and we appreciate you and may god bless you and as the ladybug takes off on its next circle, I bid you a very pleasant adieu.